The NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now offering a weekend basketball bonus, plus four $50 basketball bets, and regardless of the outcome, you'll get a $50 free bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app today. Rossville brought to you by StableDuel. StableDuel is a horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prices. You can win as much as $25,000 with one entry. Head over to StableDuel.com to get started today. And of course, make sure you download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Welcome, everyone, to the NBA Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Monday, March 7th, currently 540 on the East Coast, here to dig into some NBA news and dig into the Tuesday night schedule. And joining me, as usual, for these Tuesday pods, my main man on the East Coast, it's Zach Broner. Zach, how are you feeling this uh, Monday evening, brother? I'm feeling good, bro. Um, doing well. I just got back from work, and uh, I, I told you that I had some elevators out of my building. Munaf wanted me to walk. Um, <laughs> you know, that's that, that, that that's the kind of uh, accountability we have here at the uh, at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. So excited to record, and yeah, great slate tomorrow, and some good games yesterday. That Boston Brooklyn game was awesome. Um, that Nuggets Grizzlies uh, Nuggets Pelicans game was awesome yesterday. So always uh, always fun. Yeah, I told uh, Zach shoots me a message. He's running just a little bit behind, and he uh, said the elevators are out. But I said take the stairs. But he lives way too far up for him to take the stairs. But uh, a, a real no flex man, though. No, no, no flex. <laughs> yeah, no, no flex. I'm not going to reveal anything more than that. But um, <laughs> a man of a man of the people. He comes straight home from work and doesn't even change his clothes right in his work gear gets in front of the mic and here we are to talk about the nba but um zach yeah like you mentioned the nba is just chugging along man um guys coming back from injury guys leaving with injuries and i think the one the big injury that stuck out this weekend uh shumps dropped the news yesterday was for the cleveland cavaliers jared allen's gonna miss some time indefinitely with i believe was a finger injury um for the Cleveland Cavaliers, I mean, this team has just been decimated by injuries all season long. Now they're they're going to miss their all-star center, Jared Allen, for an indefinite amount of time. But they're they're fighting, man. They're in that sixth spot. They got them, they got the victory yesterday over the Toronto Raptors on their home floor. Darius Garland has been balling out all season long. Glad to see him back on the floor. But kind of want to talk about this impact of uh Jared Allen missing some time. Just probably just means that it's gonna be Evan Mobley time, right, Zach? Yeah, I think this is going to be a interesting. Like, I think everyone when the Cavaliers drafted Evan Mobley, it was like, okay, he's obviously going to be a center at his peak in that Bam Adebayo type of like super versatile, switchy center that can also stretch the floor on offense with a shooting ability. And then people were confused why they brought in Jared Allen to play center next to Evan Mobley. Now that decision by Cleveland looks genius in hindsight because it's helped Evan Mobley develop playing on, you know, wings and other forwards that he can bang against more easily while Jared Allen has flourished and they figured it out enough offensively. So 
that decision looks great in hindsight, but now we're going to get to see some of that Evan Mobley at, at the five, um, maybe a slightly bigger role for Kevin Love, who's looked really good off the bench. And, you know, I, I before we started uh, uh, recording today, I just pulled out some of the on-off metrics for the Cavs. Um, Jared Allen, I mean, he's – in, in terms of on court, uh, you know, plus 3.3 net rating with him on the floor this year, net rating with him off the floor this year is still positive at 2.5. 2. Like, he's been amazing individually, but I think Darius Garland is still like the engine of this team. And if I'm more concerned with Cleveland's injuries, it's this lingering back thing for Garland and the Karis LeVert injury as well. I mean, they qu- quietly basically have three starters that are up in the air the rest of the season, Darius Garland seems like he's fighting through his back pain, but it also seems like he's gained the game at any point. Now in a playoff context, I'm guessing he would be good to go every game in a seven game series, but you know, their availability concerns are, are there this Jared Allen thing. It seems a little odd, like the whole, like being out for the year with a finger injury. I don't know. He's, he's a righty. Like, can't you just splint that together? So we'll have to see what, what kind of ends up happening with that or if they're just being vague and it ends up not being that bad. Yeah. The good news for them is the Raptors are struggling as well since the All-Star break. I think they've only beaten the Nets or maybe a couple other wins in there, but they're, you know, they lost three in a row. They lost to the Cavs. That was a big one. And they have a three-game cushion here over Toronto. Um, I don't know. Do you think they have enough to hold on to six? I mean, I, I think Cleveland definitely wants to stay out of the play-in just because with their lack of playoff experience, like there it's like if the Cavs played the Hawks in a, in a play-in game or something like that, or the Nets, I would definitely take those other teams against them. Mm-hmm. But the good mojo for them would be getting the opportunity to have a seven game series. So that six seed is really important for their franchise. Um, you know, I think three games probably enough. What do you think? Yeah, I think it should be enough, uh, especially if Darius Garland is able to battle through this back injury that he's dealing with. Currently they have 18 games left uh, on their schedule. Uh, it's the one of the more easier schedules. I think they have the 10th or 11th easiest schedule. Sorry, the 10th yeah. easiest schedule remaining uh rest of the way here uh they have two games left against orlando one against the pistons uh one against the pacers so i think they're gonna be okay i think that uh evan mobley will be more than able to uh hold down the front court and like you mentioned the guy that you kind of got to look out for here for the cleveland cavaliers to kind of step up is going to be kevin love and you know he's been great for them off the bench uh maybe get some more extended minutes here Hopefully, Laurie Markin is also able to stay healthy. He can be a big contributor for this uh, team as well. And then Osman, right? A uh, guy coming off the bench for you. So they have enough depth at that forward and center position. The concern for the Cavs all season long has been at that guard position, right? Talked about early in the year, they lost Colin Sexton. They traded for uh, um, John Rondo. He's been injured. Ricky Rubio, they traded away, who also had the torn ACL. So, um, I think it's going to be interesting. I think that, you know, they have enough pieces around this team to kind of compensate, but I think that, you know, this is going to be the time for at least the final 18 games of the season. We're really going to see, uh, Evan Mobley really flourish without Jared Allen. I think more on the offensive side of the basketball, because we know what he's capable on the defensive side, um, for the Cleveland Cavaliers. But, uh, Zach, I want to ask you with the loss of Jared Allen, um, does this hurt them more on the offensive side or the defensive side? Uh, I think it's a little bit of both. Uh, as we were talking, I mean, it's just kind of intriguing. Like Jared Allen, he's a non-shooter offensively. And I think his his ability to play pick and roll with Darius Garland has been great. And he's so good. Jared Allen's like so good around those rim with those baby hooks and dunks and lobs and all that. Um, defensively, he's obviously a beast as well. Um, so I think it's probably a little bit of both. I mean, Jared Allen 
Yeah, I, I think it might even be uh, a little bit more on the offensive end. Defensively, I think they're going to be okay. okay. Evan Mobley's going to obviously step up and be, be a little bit stronger, but um, they still have kind of that like in that ecosystem that's really good on the defensive end. Yeah. Offensively, it's going to be a bit of adjustment with Evan Mobley going to take on more of those like rim runs and that, that type of thing. But it is interesting that you take a non-shooter off the floor and Jared Allen, does that allow a guy like Isaac Okoro to maybe be in more of a, like a Bruce Brown type of role. Cause like, I feel like they're, they've kind of struggled, right. Cause they have Mobley is a nominal shooter and you have uh, Darius Garland and, and, and marketing and obviously marketing can get up threes at, at a good rate, but they do yeah. have that the non-shooting center, which makes it difficult to play Okoro at the two. Right. Um, maybe they could get tricky with him, maybe use him as the role man. Cause he's super athletic and catch lobs. Like that would be something that'd be intriguing. Cause Evan Mobley can space the floor as a center. Mm-hmm. So I think they're going to feel his his absence on both ends for sure, um, but they have ways they can they can cope they can cope with it. And um, I don't know. I mean, I think Evan Mobley is going to be a, a name that's going to talk about a lot down the stretch. Um, and there's just where are we at with the, with the whole rookie of the year situation? Because there is, is Evan Mobley is, is it his to lose or has has Cade? I haven't followed those odds too much this year. Yeah, so let me pull that up here for rookie of the year right now. Um, I'm seeing Evan Mobley is an overwhelming favorite at minus six fifty, okay, uh, to win this award, followed by uh, Scotty Barnes at five to one, and then Cade Cunningham is at six to one. Um, so those are two kind of two guys behind Evan Mobley, and there's a little bit of fall off there after that. Josh Giddy eighteen to one, and then Franz Wagner is at thirty to one. So. Um, I think this probably just helps. I think Evan Mobley's case even more, not having Jared yeah. Allen there. So I think the numbers are going to look even better now down the stretch. The interesting part here for the Cleveland Cavaliers, if you kind of look at their schedule coming up, uh, they have the Indiana Pacers on Tuesday night, followed by oh, this sort of short three-game road trip to Indiana. And then they have Miami on Friday and Chicago on Saturday in back-to-back situations. And then they have the Clippers at home, the Sixers at home, and then Denver at home. And then they the final uh, four games of the season – uh, in April is Philly at home, and then they have Brooklyn in Brooklyn and then uh, Milwaukee in the final game of the season. So I think that's kind of their tougher part of the schedule there. Um, not exactly sure when Jared Allen is going to be back here, but again, this is where I think J.B. Bickerstaff is really going to have to earn his bucks here. Yeah. Um, he's the second uh, favorite behind uh, Monty Williams to win coach of the year. So I think if this team is able to finish in that five or six seed here, Zach, um, you know, we really have to take a look at what JB Bickerstaff has done with this team, not only eclipsing their regular season win total from what it was at the beginning of the season, but dealing with all these injuries throughout the season. And now you're losing your all-star center in Jared Allen, just another injury to deal with for him. But um, it's going to be interesting what the Cleveland Cavaliers kind of do here, um, you know, post or after the injury now with Jared Allen. Um, anything else that you want to mention for the Cleveland Cavaliers here? Uh, no, I mean, they're just another another team that I think I would want to play as much as they've been a great story. Um, at this seeding is going to be interesting. The Bucks are at three right now. I would love to draw if I was them. Yeah. Um, so having the heat on the other side of the bracket, but we'll, we'll see how it shakes out. Yeah, 100%. Uh, moving to the Western Conference, a team that, you know, we haven't really talked about a lot this season, but we have a little bit recently just because of the moves that they made at the offs, uh, sorry, during the trade deadline was the new Orleans Pelicans. Um, obviously the trade that they had for CJ McCollum. Um, and this team has completely just turned around here post all-star break. I believe they've now won 
Um, they lost their last game against Denver in overtime, but prior to that, they had won four straight. Um, and they're right in that play in tournament in that Western Conference. Uh, I know me and Scott were down on this team coming into the year just because we didn't think the roster was good. Um, some questionable moves that they did make in the offseason. Now I we saw a report that Zion is now back in New Orleans after you know training oh, yeah. and rehabbing uh, in Portland. But I think we kind of give got to give our flowers right now to the New Orleans Pelicans for what they've been able to do since the trade of CJ McCollum. But what have you kind of seen, Zach, from this Pelicans team post trade deadline and then post uh, All Star break here? Yeah, they're just locked in. So I give a lot of credit to Willie Green. Um, they've been playing super hard and. They, this addition of C.J. McCollum, I mean, it, look, I, I think C.J. probably has taken more field goal attempts than Brandon Ingram since he's arrived in New Orleans, which yeah. is like, I think it's one of those things that I like to look at in terms of like, how are these guys kind of getting along as like a co-star? Because C.J. McCollum is probably more established of a player, but on the decline, Brandon Ingram on the way up. They're coexisting well, though. And yeah. Brandon Ingram's doing a lot more as a playmaker, has the ball in his hands a lot. And, but you add that C.J. shot making, which they've been lacking, right? Like, these Herb Jones or a Josh Hart, which which was their prior guy playing off of Brandon Ingram, is not going to go get their own. Whereas CJ can do that, and you know they haven't really suffered on the defensive end. They've been playing well on that end. Herb Jones like seems to make up for the issues of other people very frequently, um, and does a good job. Valanciunas, you know, he did a good job on Jokic when he was in the game last night until he had foul trouble. Um, but yeah, holding. I mean, they held the Suns to 102, and then they held the Lakers and Kings to 95. Hold the Jazz to 90. Um, it's impressive, and the the thought of slotting Zion in here. I mean. We, you don't really know what to make of all that noise and if he's going to come back. I mean, he was supposed to come back to this season. So if like that's still the word, then maybe there is still time, you know, a, a little less than 20 games left. But that could be really scary, getting getting him back, uh, how good they could be this quickly. Um, but it, CJ, CJ's been shooting the lights out. He might start to play. I mean, he seems to be energized by the move. I don't know how much I want to trust that, although he is proven in the playoffs. But... The pathway is difficult. Like I think they're a, they're a, a cute young team that gets even more scary if Zion does come back against the Lakers, who are like the aging vet team that doesn't have the mojo right now, but in a playoff game with their backs against the walls, I think most people will probably trust over them. That is looking like the 10-9 matchup right now. The Blazers have lost four in a row. The, the Spurs have lost four in a row. The Kings have, have flustered. Um, so Pell's Lakers is probably going to be your 9-10. Uh, that's going to be awesome with all the implications of AD and, uh, you know, LeBron versus Zion and that type of stuff as Zion does play. Um, Brandon Ingram going back to LA, that will be great. So very impressed with the Pelicans. Uh, tough loss last night, up 10 with three minutes to play again in Denver. Yeah. Losing that game, it definitely hurts. And now you go at Memphis tomorrow. We're going to talk about that game. That'll be a really fun game to watch. But credit to Willie Green. Uh like you said, the offseason still has some questions. It sure would be nice to have Lonzo Ball on this team, wouldn't it? Yeah, um, 100%. So, you know, and they that, that they could ha- they could have had that without changing much other than Devontae Graham. So, that's interesting. Um, but a good a good team and a team that's playing well and credit to them for bringing in CJ and not being afraid to make that move. Yeah, New Orleans Pelicans post All-Star break, the number 1 defensive rated team. Uh, in the entire NBA. And if you kind of even filter it down to the last 10 games, uh, the New Orleans Pelicans are still in top 10. They're at number six at that point. Um, 
over the last 10, I'm sorry, over the last 10 games in the entire NBA, their defensive rating. So no, going back to the past couple of years for the new Orleans Pelicans, they were one of the worst defenses, if not the worst defense in the entire league. Uh, they were a team that, you know, betters were auto betting just because this uh, auto betting on the over, just because this team was just so atrocious defensively, but you know, they, they, you, like you mentioned, you got to give Willie green a lot of credit for what he's came in to do on this Pelicans team with the players that they do have Herb Jones. Like you've mentioned, you've talked about him all season long. He's been great for them. Um, Before we move on, Zach, do you expect Zion to be back this season for the Pelicans? If you had to make a a guess, if I had to make a guess, I would say no. Okay. I'm just kind of the same. What what, what would you, I mean, it, it seems like, it seems like they were kind of riding a high of momentum since the CJ acquisition. Yeah. Um, but let's be realistic here. Like the everything for this franchise is still out in, in front, like a two to three year timeline, right? With Zion yeah. and BI hopefully meshing. I don't know if you want to. There's just no information out there. So I don't, I don't even want, I would say, I would guess no, but uh, it seems like no, literally no one really knows anything. Yeah. We haven't even really heard anything. Uh, I mean, we've heard like he's had setbacks and, uh, he's been training in Portland and the surgery that he might need uh, again uh, on, on a, on his foot or whatever the injury that he has, but we haven't really heard of a timetable of his return. If he's going to have a return for this uh, new Orleans Pelicans team, but uh, I'm just curious to see at this point, would you kind of bring him back and, and see how he kind of meshes in this playoffs or is it wait till the off season? Because we've heard rumors that, you know, his camp doesn't want him to be in New Orleans or whatever the case might be. So, like, and I've said this all season long, that it's going to be an interesting offseason for the New Orleans Pelicans now with B.I. And now we have the addition of C.J. McCollum. Let's see him looking really good uh, post-All-Star break and then post-trade uh, deadline. So, interesting times in New Orleans for sure. Um, anything else you want to discuss here? Anything else you want to get off your, off your chest here, Zach, before we get into the Tuesday night games? No, let's get, let's get into these games. All right, let's do this. Let's take a quick break here. We'll come back and then we'll dive into this Tuesday night schedule in the NBA. Right now is the perfect time to bet on basketball and WinBet is helping you cash. All new users can receive a $10 free bet when they win or lose or push a $20 four-leg parlay on basketball between Monday through Thursday. All users can receive a free $50 bet when they win, lose, or push four $50 bets on Saturday through Sunday. Weekend bonus play can be used towards all upcoming college basketball action as well as the NBA. And for new WinBet Casino customers, they're now offering a 100% first deposit match up to $1,000. That's right, 100% deposit match up to $1,000. Offer subject to change, terms and conditions at winbet.com must be 21 years or older and present in a state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-522. 4700. We're also brought to you by Stable Duel. There are never enough things to gamble on, and the one sport that runs 365 days a year is horse racing. The best part is, now there is a new way to play the ponies, especially if you are brand new to the sport. Check out Stable Duel, a daily fantasy style app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes, bet your horses, build your stable, and play against others to move up the leaderboard. Win as much as $25,000 with one entry. Don't know anything about horses? Not to worry. The app gives you clear data on which horses to select to build your best strategy. The app is free to download at StableDuel.com. Multiple games are offered each day with free games, weekly tracks all over the United States. 
get in the app, create your account, and start building your stables today. Invite your friends to play against you or play against our stables. You can even follow them in the app and we can compare our own stats. Download now at StableDuel.com and see you in the winner's circle. Play, race, win. All right, coming off of the break, let's dive into this Tuesday night schedule uh, in the NBA. I believe there are about six games on the schedule, but let's dive into the first game of this Tuesday night schedule. It's a really good one, or if you like points, you might be seeing a lot of points in this game, but we have the Brooklyn Nets headed to Charlotte to take on the Hornets, where I see an opening line over on win bet. Uh, with the Brooklyn Nets favored by two points. Uh, that line just moved to three in front of me, a uh, total of 239 and a half. Uh, let's check the injury report for both of these teams here. Uh, let me quickly here. Let's see if I have it up. Um, yeah. All right, here we go. So LaMarcus Aldridge has already been ruled out for this game for the uh, Brooklyn Nets. Also Cam Thomas. We saw him leave the last game against Boston with a back contusion. He is questionable um, for the Charlotte Hornets, not yet one submitted, but let's start with the side here. Um, Zach minus two, let's call it for the Brooklyn Nets going into Charlotte to take on the Hornets. What are you thinking? I'm thinking uh, we're going to be on the same side of this game and we're both going to be taking the Nets. Is that right? I think so. This is, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah, me, I, 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 we, we tend to think alike on uh, most of these games, and this one definitely. I mean, look, the Nets haven't been winning games. I thought they played better since KD's gotten back. Uh, like two tough losses against the Heat, and then I thought, thought they played well. Yes, like, like yesterday, I think there was some sort of narrative coming out of that game. Like Boston was favored by five and a half. Like they were supposed to win that game. They covered by half a point. Yeah, um, I think people were kind of quick to get on the Nets, like after that loss uh, and they have fallen below 500, but that wasn't a bad performance by any means. Obviously Jason Tatum going for 54, like yeah. you probably expect to lose that game. And in a playoff series, like I don't think anyone doubts the nets will be underdogs on the road against some of these teams. Um, so I, I think uh, this may be a little bit of a buy low spot for the nets, the Hornets, um, you know, they've been kind of hanging on here. They've been very, uh, I guess kind of irrelevant, I would say. Like, I haven't heard really I, – I haven't talked about them personally. Maybe that's me, a blind spot for me. Um, you know, they, they've won a couple games in a row here uh, over the the Cavs and the Spurs yeah. um, after after a home loss to the Pistons. Um, so they've been kind of up and down here. Um, but with Gordon Hayward still out and Kyrie Irving in, uh, this just seems like too low of a number for the Nets, a team that they're sneaky tied with in the standings. They're kind of close to a must-win game to get this juice right. KD's looked amazing. Um, so, uh, yeah, give me the Nets minus two. Uh, I think this is a, you know, a 10 to 15 point win for Brooklyn. Yeah, this is going to be, uh, I think looking, diving into the matchups in this game, I think the, the Charlotte Hornets are going to have a very difficult time trying to contain uh, Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant in this game. Um, it, it, the matchup there for the Charlotte Hornets just doesn't bode well for them. And like you mentioned, Kevin Durant, when he came back from the injury um, last week, he looked like he picked up right where he left off. I think he had 31 in that game, that first game he came back. I think he dropped 37 or 38 against Boston the uh, on Sunday. So, man, you know, Kyrie Irving, I think that in Boston had a – he could have played a better game, but I think that now going into Charlotte where I think that this matchup is – 
I think more favorable for the Brooklyn Nets. I think this is where they kind of start winning some games here um, because they have the big game against Philly on deck. Um, yeah. On Thursday night. So that's going to be interesting to see as well. But as far as this game, yeah, I agree with you. I'm looking at uh, Brooklyn minus two here as well. I think they should win this game. Um, can bet an under with this Brooklyn Nets team right now, or even the Charlotte Hornets defense might be optional in this game. Um, so I'm expecting, even though it is a big number right now at 239 and a half, uh, I still think that this might be like a, I don't know, 127, 115, 120 type of victory for the Brooklyn Nets here, um, in Charlotte. But you have any thoughts on the total here? Um, Zach? Uh, oh, maybe, I mean, 239 and a half, really high, uh, maybe lean under, okay. um, did want to point out in the in the the these teams match up in the third game of the season. Uh, Charlotte did win that game in Brooklyn. That was when like Charlotte was a darling at the start of the year. But KD had thirty eight points on seventeen of twenty four shooting in that game. Um, maybe if you're looking for uh, some player prop action in this game, KD could be someone to target. Uh, Miles Bridges in that game also had thirty two points. Um, so you know a game where I think every star should have an ample opportunity to get their own. Um, but I think the Nets just have that higher end talent to play in this type of game, you know, total at 240 can be getting them up. And uh, yeah, this is definitely in lock consideration for me. Yeah. The uh, DK does a great job of dropping player props early for some of these games and currently see Kevin Durant listed at 29 and a half uh, for his points prop against his team um, for Tuesday night. So I think that's, I think that, that Kevin Durant should probably easily get 30 against the Charlotte Hornets team especially since he had 38 in that first game back in the 30, uh, sorry, 31 in that first game back in the 37, 38 against the uh, Boston Celtics on Sunday. So uh, yeah, I think we're in agreement about the side here, at least uh, anything else for this game uh, sack before we get to the next one here. Uh, no. Nah. All right, let's move on to the next game. We have the Cleveland Cavaliers. We just talked about headed to Indiana Let's take on the Pacers where the Cleveland Cavaliers are a five point favorite in Indiana. Currently seeing a total of 223. Checking the injury report for both of the squads. Um, not yet one submitted. Again, we're really early on, so make sure you check the injury report. Uh, we do know we just discussed Jared Allen will be out for this game in an indefinite amount of time for the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers, which means it's Evan Mobley time. But, Zach, let's start with the side here, man. Minus five for the Cleveland Cavaliers going into Indiana. Yeah, I think uh, this is a, a spot where I'll probably come uh, uh, with Indiana okay. um, at catching five at home. The Cavs, uh, like we said, they've been up and down since the All-Star break. Did get that nice win against Toronto at home yesterday, but going laying five on the road, you know, first game without Jared Allen, um, you know, you're going to be asking a lot of Evan Mobley and this Pacers team. They've looked adequate. Um, you know, they, they've – the schedule has been pretty soft recently. Uh, you had the back-to-back against Orlando and then Detroit and Washington. Um, but they look somewhat formidable. Uh, Duarte was missed their last game. Uh, we'll see if he's back. He's questionable for tomorrow night. But this three-headed monster with Brogdon, Halliburton, and Heald is, like, pretty formidable, I would say. Yeah. Um, so, you know, catching five at home just feels like a lot here. I don't, I don't know what, what your thoughts on this game are. Yeah, I thought this this uh, spread was a, a, a hair high here. Um and again, it's just the matchups that you discussed, right? I think that the Indiana Pacers backcourt here with Halliburton, Brogdon, and even Buddy Heald, they're going to have some success because the backcourt of the Cleveland Cavaliers defensively might not be there. Because If Kev, if Karis LeVert was playing in this game, okay, that gives them another defensive guy in that backcourt to kind of either defend Malcolm Brogdon 
or even a guy like Tyrese Halliburton. But I think the advantage that the Pacers are going to have in this game is going to be in that backcourt. Now, if Jared Allen was in this game, hands down, you would have the um, the advantage inside for the Cleveland Cavaliers because they have absolutely nobody um, that's going to be able to contain even Evan Mobley in this game. And let's say throw, you throw, I don't know, Kevin Love into that starting lineup or even, you know, Markin should have some success inside. So it's really going to be for me, you know, who's going to win that battle from the perimeter of the Indiana Pacers or the inside game of the Cleveland Cavaliers. And the more I'm kind of thinking about this, I, I mean, this number is a little high. If it was around three, three and a half for the Cleveland Cavaliers, I would probably would leave Cleveland. Uh, if this number does come down towards that, I would probably lean Cleveland. But at five, getting outside of five and a half or into two possession territory, uh, kind of like Indiana at that point. So my buy price for the Cleveland Cavaliers will be around minus three and a half. I don't think it'll get that low. Uh, but for Indiana, if it gets to five and a half or six, I'd probably take Indiana at that point. Um, thoughts on the total here, Zach, on 223? Yeah, this is going to go over. Uh, you know, I think the Cavs, uh, with, you know, going to be playing with a lot more spacing with Jared Allen out of the lineup, opportunity to get up a bunch of threes, and, and the, the Pacers as well, clearly not shy to do so with uh, this new kind of spread pick and roll attack around Tyrese Halliburton with, you know, Buddy Heald playing 40 minutes in that last game and jacking him up. So I'm going to go with the over. Um, and yeah, I, I agree with you. I think this is going to be a, a game where the Cavaliers, you look at their schedule, right? You mentioned Indiana is what was one of those easy games. Like yeah. this is going to be a, a high motivation spot for them to kind of get this one over with. Mm-hmm. Um, so not my favorite play, but I will take the five with Indiana and the over. Yeah. I'm trying to see the defensive rating for the Indiana Pacers over their last five games. Um, they've been respectable. They're at number 14. Um, the Cleveland Cavaliers, are right there at number 16. So, yeah, I do agree about the over in this game. Um, look for Darius Garland to also maybe have a big game for the uh, for the Cleveland Cavaliers. We'll be curious to see what the Evan Mobley props come out at for his rebounding and points. So, uh, definitely we'll keep an eye on that. Not yeah. released yet, but those will be interesting numbers to see, uh, especially without Jared Allen. Uh, let's get over to the next game here, Zach. We have the Phoenix Suns. Headed to Orlando to take on the Magic, where the Phoenix Suns are a seven and a half point favorite against the Orlando Magic. Currently seeing a total of 224. Um, I was watching the Phoenix and Milwaukee game. I think they mentioned that Devin Booker may be back for this game. So definitely check that out. And the injury report um, for the Phoenix Suns if Devin Booker is back after being in health and safety protocols. But Zach, let's start with the side here. Minus seven and a half for the Phoenix Suns headed into Orlando. What are you thinking? Yeah, that's part of me that wants to take the seven and a half with Orlando. But uh, I think Phoenix is kind of like a team right now that without Chris Paul, I I love them against like a slightly deflated line against a truly bad team like we saw against Portland the other night. And then, like, competent teams, I think they're going to struggle a little bit more, as we've seen, like, with the you know the home loss to Utah, that game against the Knicks that they arguably should have lost. Um, but in this type of spot against an Orlando team, like, I feel like they are just so, like, a, such a well-oiled machine they can just lay the hammer on the Magic, who, you know, they played a pretty easy schedule as of late, got destroyed at, uh, in Memphis the other night um, after a nice win in Toronto, but... Seven and a half is a little low. If this got up to, you know, nine, nine and a half, I would probably think about the magic on the other side. But to me, I mean, like Devin Booker being in or out, uh, that that to me, like, 
I don't want to say it doesn't matter, but like I feel like they can still do what they do without him. Um, um, And yeah, I think this is going to be a a matchup for Phoenix to kind of flex their muscle a little bit with with or without Booker um, at a number that feels a little bit, you know, a little bit good. good for Phoenix to kind of come in and get a double digit win here. Yeah. I think we have to give a lot of credit for the way the Phoenix Suns battled against the Milwaukee Bucks. I mean, they yep. literally took them down to the final minute yep. and Chris Middleton just went absolutely berserk in that final two minutes, especially that final minute when uh, Giannis got fouled out and he pretty much got the cover for the uh, Milwaukee Bucks. So if you had Milwaukee Bucks yesterday at the opener or even at the closing number, you, you better send uh, Chris Middleton a Christmas card this year. But um the thing I'm kind of looking at in this game is for Phoenix Suns to continue their three-point shooting and how well they've been doing with that. I mean, guys like Landry Shamit that were big for them uh, for the Phoenix Suns last game, Jay Crowder, Mikael Bridges, I think DeAndre Aiden should have a good game in this game as well. Orlando Magic are ranked number 23 in the entire league in opponent three-point shots made. Teams are also getting up an average of 38.2 against them over the last five games. So expect that three-point shooting to continue here for the Phoenix Suns. Um, also keep an eye out for Cam Johnson. I know he didn't play in that Milwaukee game. I'm not sure if he's going to be playing this game either. But um, even if one or two of those guys, both Devin Booker and Cam Johnson, are in, I think I still like uh, the Phoenix Suns to kind of get take care of business here against the Orlando Magic at minus 7.5 um, on this Tuesday night schedule. Uh, thoughts on the total here, Zach, at 224? Uh, I'm going to go under here. I think uh, the, the Magic are going to struggle to score against Phoenix. Okay, yeah, I think that if Phoenix, you know, want to win these games without CP3 and Devin Booker, it's going to have to start on the defensive end for them. And and I yep. think that they've been a pretty good team defensively over the past two years under Monty Williams. But it'll be interesting to see how they kind of respond, at least after what they uh, how many points they gave up to the Milwaukee Bucks yesterday, 132 in that game um, where they lost by 10 points. I mean, offensively, they were great. They scored 122, which is defense can't give up 132 points to expect to win in this NBA. So, uh, yeah, look out for that in this game as well. Um, anything else for this game, Zach, before we move on to the final three games here? Uh, no, I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to watching my guy Franz and seeing how he does against uh, Mikhail Bridges and Jay Crowder, two guys that he's kind of been compared to throughout his early development. Yeah. So that'll be interesting to see how he looks against them. Yeah, 100%. All right, let's get over to the next game. Maybe the game – we're both probably most interested in is the team that we had just talked about the new Orleans Pelicans. They head to Memphis to take on the Grizzlies where the Grizzlies have opened up as a five and a half point favorite in this game, total of two thirty and a half. Um, yeah, no injury report submitted yet for either of these squads. Uh, actually there is, I'm sorry for the, Okay, so let me kind of go back to the uh, Phoenix Orlando. I'm sorry, I should have mentioned the injury report. So Cam Johnson is going to be out for that game. And then Jalen Suggs is questionable for the Orlando Magic in that game. But for this game, for the New Orleans Pelicans, um, pretty clean injury report. The usual suspects are out. Larry Nance, we know about Zion. And uh, Trey Murphy the third is also on G League assignment. Not yet one submitted for the Memphis Grizzlies, but... Zach, let's start with the side here. Minus five and a half for the Memphis Grizzlies hosting the New Orleans Pelicans. Yeah, it's an intriguing line here just because uh, the Pelicans did play in Denver last night and were four and a half point dogs, I think, or four point dogs. Yeah, Um, four. Kind of gives you a sense of where Memphis maybe stacks up against Denver. So uh, it's always fun to kind of look at those things. Um, I'm going to take the Pelicans here. I think they've been like really good. I had them last night, uh, got the dog into overtime, which is always the worst. Um, (laughs) But I think that they are, they're tapped in right now. And and this matchup, I think it's going to be two teams that that, um, are maybe a little bit closer to each other 
um, than like the standings might show. Uh, you get this five and a half, five and a half point line. The Grizzlies haven't been the same juggernaut that we've seen from them um, earlier. You know, they lost that game to the Celtics, a road loss in Houston, uh, you know, with, with a blowout of the magic in between there. Um, so I think they, they're kind of come down to earth a bit since the all-star break. Um, and the Pelicans are, are rising up here, catching five and a half um, should be a good opportunity for uh, some of these uh, CJ McCollum looks to get off. If he does have John Morant guarding him uh, with, with Bain, uh, forced to take the the, the Ingram matchup. Um, so I'm going to go with, with the Pelicans plus five and a half here. Yeah, I'm going to go the other way in this game. I'm going to go with the Memphis Grizzlies in this game. I think this is a bounce back spot for them after getting embarrassed by the Houston Rockets last night. Yeah, that was night. embarrassing. Uh, for them to lose to one of the worst teams, if not the worst team in the entire league, uh, giving up 123 points for them. Um, that's something that I think that the Memphis Grizzlies are going to wear on their shoulders coming into this game. And kind of looking at the uh, ATS trends after a loss this season, the Memphis Grizzlies are 14 and seven against the spread 14 and seven straight up. And, you know, they like getting up against opponents um, on their home floor against these Western conference opponents. And, I think this might be a game where, yeah, defensively, the New Orleans Pelicans are the best team since the uh, all-star break, uh, at least defensive rating-wise. But I think they haven't really faced an offense like the Memphis Grizzlies. So um, I think John Morant's going to have a big game in this game. Triple J, look out for those guys uh, to really bounce back here as a five-and-a-half-point favorite. So I'm going to go with the Memphis Grizzlies minus five-and-a-half in this game. Um, Thoughts on the total here, Zach? The number is at 230-and-a-half. Yeah, I think I like this under. Yeah, uh, me too. Yeah. You know, yeah. No, go ahead. No, I was, yeah, I was going to say, I, li- I like this under. I think the Pelicans uh, should have a good opportunity. Like you said, they've been playing better defensively. Yeah. Um, and, um, yeah. Yeah, I think that, you know, over the last five games, and I like looking at these last five game stats for a lot of these teams as Pelicans, like we mentioned, number one defensive rated team in the entire NBA. Memphis, not too far behind. They're number eight in the entire league at 109.5. So, um, you know, we might see, a, I know that Memphis likes to get up and down um, as far as pace, but I think this might be a game where I think that they're going to clamp down on defense after giving up 123 to the Houston Rockets on Sorry, Sunday night in that road loss. Uh, So look for them to bounce back defensively here as well. All right, let's get to the next game here. Zach, we have the Milwaukee Bucks headed to OKC to take on the Thunder, where the Milwaukee Bucks are a 15-point road favorite here against the OKC Thunder. Total is currently at 231.5. Checking the injury report, not yet one submitted for either of these teams, as they both did play yesterday. Um but for me, I think the interesting part is going to be if, if again, Josh Giddy and Lou Dort continue to be out for the OKC Thunder. I kind of want to continue to fade this OKC Thunder team and also keep taking SGA props or his points prop uh, when those two guys are out. But um, let's just go and assume that they are going to be out for this game, Zach. And let's start with the side here. Big, big number here on the road for the Milwaukee Bucks, 15 points against his OKC team. Uh, what are you thinking? Yeah, I think uh, it will. The line at fifteen, I think you got to assume Giddy and Dort are out, right? Uh, yeah, uh, or at least that's what what the the line takes into account. Um, I'm I'm the the Thunder did cover against the Jazz yesterday, right? That that line was thirteen and a half, I think. They lost by thir- They lost by thirteen. Uh, the line, we, yeah, the line was fourteen. And they covered by a point. They only lost by yeah. thirteen. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, s- similar spot here. Uh, 
I, I would love to uh, pull up the uh, j- the box as a, as a road favorite, but it does feel like a lot. I mean, on principle, I'm going to take OKC here plus 15, but no real interest in betting 15 point spreads in, in, in the NBA. Yeah, Milwaukee as an away favorite are 14 and seven. Um, but okay. I would, yeah, really would be curious to see what they it's kind are. Kind of a as, unique situation, right? Yeah, as a double digit favorite. Um, uh, that'd be something maybe to dig into. I'll do that maybe today or tomorrow and tweet it out. Um, but yeah, it, it's tough because you have, I mean, out of principle, you don't want to lay this many points with a team like the uh, Milwaukee Bucks, especially on the road. Um, yeah, I think I, you're right. Out of principle, you probably just have to take the plus 15 here for the OKC Thunder yeah. at home. Um, it just scares me that I think I don't think offensively they have enough to keep up with Milwaukee, but we've we've seen throughout sometimes the season where Milwaukee has kind of played down to competition this season. You know, they had yep. those back-to-back losses against Charlotte Hornets. Um, you know, they had losses to Toronto. They got beat by Denver. I think that was a game where they probably didn't have uh, Giannis, I think, or one of those games. But um yeah, I think you're right. Out of principle, we just got to take the plus 15 here. Uh, any thoughts on the total at 230 and a half? Uh, I, I would lean over. I mean, this 15-point spread, um, maybe this is somewhat of a track meet, like you said, with Shea kind of just going up against Giannis, something like that. So, yeah, go over here. Yeah, for the uh, – prior to last game against Utah, the OKC Thunder had, I think, let's see here, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven straight games that went over. And then for the Milwaukee Bucks, I think there was a stretch where they had, I think, eight eight games in a row where they went over the total. And then I think nine out of ten went over the total for the um, uh, for the Milwaukee Bucks. So I'll lean towards the over as, in this game as well. Keep in mind of those SGA points props, they, the market has been mispricing it at 25 and a half, 27 and a half. And he's been averaging right at 33 points um, over the last, I think five, six games without Lou Dort and Josh Giddy in this line. So definitely something to keep in mind and check that injury report for the OKC Thunder. Uh, if those two guys are going to be out, but like Zach said, I think that line, this line is accounting that those two guys are going to be out for this game. Yeah. Um, Zach last game of the night here. We have the LA Clippers headed to golden state to take on the warriors where the warriors have opened up as a six and a half point favorite. Um, total at 221. Golden State um, does play tonight in Denver, but that is going to be without a lot of their key guys because this is a makeup game for them. Uh, no Steph Curry for tonight against Denver. No Clay Thompson. No Andrew Wiggins. Obviously, we know about Draymond not being there. Iggy has been out for a while as well. So it's going to be the uh, role players and the bench guys for the Warriors tonight. But those three guys should be back for the Warriors tomorrow night against the Clippers, where the Warriors are a six-point favorite. Uh, start with the side here, Zach, minus six for the Warriors hosting the Clippers. What are you thinking? Yeah, sort of an odd scheduling quirk for the Clippers, where they've they've played the Lakers twice and the Rockets twice, um, and then they lost the Knicks at home last night um, in a game where they did not look great. Uh, obviously, uh, yeah. with, you know the Knicks had been reeling coming there, and they they finally get right. Uh, you know, there's a, a game of two teams where the Clippers have been a, a bet on team since the all-star break warriors obviously have been super struggling, but you do have it. Like you mentioned that off night tonight um, for the Warriors stars. And then they come back tomorrow with like at home need to get right and win this game. Um, you know, that this, this Western conference standings all, all, all of a sudden getting super interesting with uh the Warriors, Jazz, and Grizzlies kind of right near each other, uh, especially in the loss column. So yeah, I will take the Warriors here, minus six and a half, get okay. right spot for them. Uh, Steph seems to always like to put on a show against the Clippers. Um, what, what are your thoughts on this one? 
Yeah, it's it's really tough to right now to back the Warriors. Um, I mean, like we mentioned, they've been struggling since the you know the All Star break and the trade deadline. They've lost yeah. six out of their last seven games. But I think for the Warriors, it's gotta it's gonna have to start defensively because they've been giving up a lot of points. I mean, just over their last three games, they gave up 124 to the Lakers, 122 to the Dallas Mavericks. 129 to the Minnesota Timberwolves. Um, so until I see improvement from this defense, from this team on the defensive side of the basketball, um, I'm not sure if I can really back them. I think obviously the night off here is really going to help this Warriors team. Um, Steph Curry just looks tired. I mean, I know they had the all-star break, but hmm. it just seems like he, he's running on fumes right now. Clay Thompson did struggle in that game on Sunday as well. I'm trying, I'm looking for him to kind of, you know, find his stride here. It's only been a month since he's been back from injury and he's been in and out of the lineup as well with injury management and the non COVID related illness that he did have last week. Um, so, you know, I'm looking for the splash brothers to get back to splash brothers, but I'm interested to see how this team looks once Draymond green does come back. But as far as this game, I got to lean with the Clippers here until I do see the, the warriors, dig themselves out of this hole uh, and there's losing funk that they are in right now. Clippers, I think we got to give Ty Lue so much credit for what he's been able to do. We discussed this, I think, last week, what yep. what this team has been doing. They've won five in a row. Obviously, they lost yesterday against the Knicks, but, I mean, you know, they're competing. Guys like Reggie Jackson, Marcus Morris Sr., uh, Zubac, Luke Kennard, uh, Nicholas Batum, this list goes on for the role players that they have. And uh, I'm going to lean with the Clippers here, plus the six and a half. I guess this Warriors team until I see this Warriors team at least improve on the defensive side of the basketball where they had been absolutely stellar um, before the Draymond Green injury. And obviously Draymond Green, one of the best defenders in the NBA, not having him has taken a toll on this team uh, on both sides of the basketball here. So um, I'll take the Clippers plus six and a half Uh, to wrap it up here. Any thoughts on the total here, Zach, at 221? I'm going to lean under here. Okay. Yeah, I'll lean that way as well. I think this might be a game where the pace kind of slows down. I think that defensive effort, that defensive energy that yeah. the Warriors need is probably maybe comes into fruition in this game. So, um, yeah, that's going to be the Tuesday night schedule here. Uh, Zach, let's take one last break here. We'll come back and then we'll give you our lock and dog and wrap up the show for this Tuesday night edition of the NBA Gambling Podcast. We're also brought to you by IP Vanish. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right, without added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prying eyes. That's why I use IPVanish VPN to make easy, to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. You can use IPVanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed. Your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. Whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IPVanish. IPVanish is offering an incredible 70% off your yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's like just like getting nine months for free. IPVanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. 
So go to ipvanish.com slash SGP and use promo- promotional code SGP and claim your 70% off savings. That's ipvanish.com slash SGP. Ross, we're brought to you by PropSwap, where America buys and sells sports bets. March Madness is around the corner and PropSwap is your place to cash in on the big dance. Every season, prop swappers make thousands of dollars by simply buying and selling college basketball teams. You can always find the best odds on PropSwap because you're buying directly from other bettors like yourself. Like Gil from New Jersey who purchased a Murray State championship ticket on PropSwap at 225 to 1 odds while the sportsbooks are only offering 150 to 1 odds. Now is the time to find these Cinderella's while the odds are high and cash out on PropSwap when the tournament starts. And when you're making your bets, remember to go for two. Make two tickets on the same team so you can sell one for a profit and one to keep to let it ride. Prop Swappers has thousands of buyers across the country so you'll always find the best odds and collect the most money for your bets. Hurry and download the free PropSwap app today. PropSwap has fantastic features like filtering tickets based on the best value, a free activity fee to stay in the know with all the big sales, and red hot tickets for sales. A loyalty rewards program that turns your ticket sales into extra bonus cash and a first deposit cash match. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and PropSwap will match your deposit up to $500. Join the real sports bettors on PropSwap where America buys and sells sports bets. Ross are brought to you by the SGPN app. The SGPN app is now live in the App Store and Google Play Store. The app gives you easy access to all of our free picks and podcasts. Don't forget to toss up an app review and download the SGPN app today. All right, coming off of the break, let's get into our picks for this Tuesday night schedule. Uh, Zach, I'll give you the floor first, but what's your lock and dog for this uh, for this schedule for the Tuesday night games in the NBA? Uh, lock the Nets. Okay. Uh, all day. And my dog, I'll go with the Pelicans plus 180. I think it's going to be a statement win for them that uh, continues driving this narrative of uh, New Orleans being a, a, a sneaky uh, second half team. All right. So there we go. Uh, Nets minus the one and a half for uh, Zach. Zach, do you have a buy, a buy or a, a price or you're not going to be taking the Nets? Uh, currently seeing at a minus one and a half, minus two, but where would you um, not bet them? Four and a half, I would I would lay off. Okay. All right. So buy price up to four and a half for the Nets. Currently we're seeing it at minus two. So definitely get on that early. And then you had the Pelicans money line at plus one eighty um yep. against the who were they playing? I'm sorry. I just had the Grizzlies. Uh, the Grizzlies, yeah. All right. So for my lock, let's see here. I'm going to go. I hate to agree with you on the nets, but I think like this. Let it ride, bro. Uh, We've been two for two and we had, we've been agreed on the same game. So yeah, why not? Let's go. I'm going to go double lock here. Let's go nets minus the two points, minus one and a half, minus two. Um, against the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, I think this is a game where the backcourt uh, is going to struggle to defend both Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant in this game. Um, I look for you know the, the Patty Mills of the world, the Seth Curry's of the world to, to knock down three-point shots and provide that extra uh, scoring power for this Brooklyn team. So I'll take Nets as well as my lock for my dog. Um, hmm. There is not much that I like here. Um, 
I'll just I'll go with the Clippers plus two ten. Um, there you go. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go. Uh, Clippers plus six and a half, plus two ten on the money line. Until I see this this Warriors team just kind of break out of the funk here. Um, Clippers, they've been battling, man. They they they're they're coming off the embarrassing loss against the Knicks. I think this is a spot where they can at least cover the spread here. So I will go. I will go one unit on the Clippers on their spread, and then put a half a unit just to secure some profit in case they do cover the spread here. So. Um, just to recap, me and Zach both on the Nets as our lock, double lock here for this Tuesday night schedule. Nets minus two for Zach's dog. He's going Pelicans plus 180 versus the Grizzlies. And then I am taking the Clippers plus 210, uh, plus six and a half on the spread as well. And then Zach, I'm sure, will be on the spread as well, plus five and a half for the Pelicans against the Grizzlies. All right, that's our sh- show for the Tuesday night schedule here in the NBA. Zach, anything else, man, you want to get off your chest and let the people know where they can find you, man? Uh, yeah, you find me on Twitter at NBA Zach B. John Collins returned tonight for the Hawks. Looking forward to seeing that. Yep. Gets a Pistons team that we've been loving. Jazz Mavs should be good tonight. Do the Nuggets beat the Warriors without Stephen Clay? A little nervous about that. So looking forward to getting in the Slack channel tonight and uh, chatting it all with all of you guys. And a uh, great episode today. And uh, looking forward to next week as well. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, Zach, like Zach said, get into our Slack channel, sg.pn slash Slack. Hop into the um, NBA channel as well as all the other channels that we have in there. There's just so many different channels, college basketball, NFL, NBA, like I mentioned, hockey, golf, soccer, all the good stuff happening in the Slack channel. So come join the conversation. It's always a blast every single night talking sports with everybody and all the DGENs. In the Slack channel, uh, make sure to head over to the website, sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Uh, a lot of great content happening. Um, sports Gambling Podcast is just taking off. So make sure, head over to the website, check out all the great content that's happening. And also make sure to download the app, uh, SGPN. Just go to your Google Play Store and the App Store. Do us a favor, leave us a rating and review for the app, as well as for the NBA Gambling Podcast. Appreciate you guys that have dropped um, reviews for us. I've seen some come across the last couple of days. If you haven't left us one, please, please, please takes just two seconds. Leave us a rating and review really helps us climb up the charts and it really looks good in front of the bosses. So, uh, and helps us keep grinding out these podcasts for you guys. So with that being said, we will be back tomorrow on Wednesday uh, between myself and Terrell to tackle the Wednesday games and any other NBA, NBA news. We'll recap the Monday and Tuesday games as well. Uh, Good luck with your bets on this Tuesday night schedule and let it ride. Basketball, get it, get it, get it.